If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Medicine in America, hosted by Anthony Manson and Todd Harrington, shares the stories of physicians, other healthcare professionals, and industry leaders who are changing the way we deliver care. There's an episode that you should check out called Primary Care Reimagined with Subscription-Based Preventative Care Model. It's an inspiring call for a paradigm shift in primary care. All of their episodes highlight innovative ideas at the forefront of the movement to transform our healthcare system. Check out Medicine in America on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. We have so many goals that we would like to accomplish and there's nothing wrong with that. But what's important is... Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast empowering nurses to manage stressors so they can intentionally reconnect with their purpose, optimize their wellness, and ultimately show up in the world the way they want to be seen. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Wendy Garvin-Mayo, your stress solution strategist. In this podcast, you'll receive actionable stress management tips, insightful interviews, and strategies that focus on inspiring you to be your best, do your best, and give your best. With that, let's get started. Welcome, Darlene. I'm so excited to have you here. It's been a long time coming. I'm so happy that you are on. Why don't you start off by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself? Hi, Wendy. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, Everyone, my name is Darlene Zell. I am an OR nurse by day. And I am also owner and operator of Bellevue Integrative Wellness, which is an online coaching company that serves driven women who are working on their goals and they develop a lot of stress as they also try to juggle their daily life because we know that we have so many roles that we play in everyone else's life. And so the stress that develops there, I'm the one that comes in and shows you how you can manage the stress and still achieve your goals. We need you in this world. (laughs) I am that woman. (laughs) Yes. Sometimes you just forget being so driven, especially as uh, nurses. We want to pour out. We want to give. And sometimes you just got to pull back and, uh, you know, really pour into yourself. So what you're doing is so beneficial. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to get you on here, because you help these driven type A women. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know of any, but, but <laughs> <laughs> really help manage stress. So we do have that in common. So um, tell me a little bit about uh, what is your definition of stress? How do you define stress? Oh my goodness. Well, the funny thing is the reason that I even came up with this concept was because of the fact, like I said, you know, I joked about it, but it is very true that I am that woman, right? So I'm a single mother. I am a full-time nurse by day. In addition to that, you know, I started my own business, Bellevue Integrative Wellness. And not to mention the fact that I am also very important in many people's lives, such as family, relationships, friendships, all that good stuff. Um, So I have been, or I continue to be the one who tries to do all the things. Um, And so what I realized is that when you do try to do all the things, it's great, um, but is it really? Because how can you completely show up fully 
when you're giving so many pieces of yourself to so many different people. Um, and so my definition of stress developed when I started developing migraines, um, feeling excessive tiredness, regardless of how much sleep that I had gotten overnight. Um, and just always just being so lethargic and being irritable. And that's how I learned that that's how stress showed up in my body. And I knew that in order for me to achieve the things that I wanted to achieve, that I was going to have to start showing up for myself fully first before I was able to serve anyone else, including my child. So important as a parent, because I always say I'm still in transition. I have a three-year-old who's going to be four. And, you know, everybody's on me about, you know, he's a big boy, but <laughs> it's your baby. So really trying to find that balance, I guess, between, you know, being a mom, being your own person, you know, Darlene, Wendy, um, and not letting that define you. Um, and, you know, never mind being wife, mother, nurse, yeah. you know, CEO, all the things. Um, it can be very stressful. And I love that you said it shows up for you a certain way, because that is so important. That's one thing I always say. Stress is like a personal phenomenon. It's a personal lived experience. It will show up for um, everyone differently. And everyone has different thresholds. Like for me, when I'm stressed, I feel it right here in my chest. Yeah, I feel it right here. And I know, you know, we, we got to do something. We got to back off. Yeah. So I love that. So how do you help these type A driven <laughs> women <laughs> manage their stress? What, what, what's the first thing you um, you help them do? So basically it all comes down to self-awareness. Right. And so oftentimes when you are that driven woman, you don't realize for yourself um, the, the things that you're doing to yourself that may be detrimental. Um, so there are three things that we, that I stand on for Bellevue Integrated Wellness. Number one is changing your habits, being aware of the habits that you have that are good and habits that you have that are not necessarily good. Um, secondly is developing a routine in your life to get some type of organization when I say routine, it's specifically we gear it more towards an AM routine, getting up in the morning and establishing a rhythm, trying to be able to feel as though you have some type of grip on how your day is going to play out. And not in the sense of trying to be in control of everything, right? Because that's also what could trigger some stress, but in a sense of taking care of yourself first before you exit your bedroom, before you exit your house, that you've done things such as prayer, um, breathing exercises, journaling, working out, eating breakfast, those types of things that we usually skip that we don't pay attention to and you just running out of the house and showing up and you know just super uh, super overcharged and not being able to be in your calm state. And then lastly is um, 90 setting 90 day goals. Um, being able to reward yourself as you work on your goals. Because the other thing that I find is as a driven woman, we have so many goals that we would like to accomplish and there's nothing wrong with that. But what's important is as you are working on these long-term goals that you take the time to look and see, you know what, within 90 days, these are the steps that I'm going to take before I get there. And this is how I'm going to do it. And within those 90 days to check in on yourself on a weekly basis as you set those goals and break it down to look and see, you know what, I did that. 
And it gives you that pause to be able to say, I accomplished, I accomplished some things and it feels good. It's, it's basically those, those steps are ways of rewarding yourself. And then the foundation of it all is knowing what, what the eight levels of wellness are and what your needs are within those levels of wellness, because that also changes constantly. It could be, you know, for the past six months, it could be that you you were in need of mental and emotional wellness. And then six months later, it could be that you were in need of, it could be, you know, physical wellness that was lacking and that you need to pay attention to because we're constantly evolving. We're constantly changing. I love that you said uh, self-awareness. So my model is, you know, I help people with stress management by leveraging emotional intelligence, which self-awareness is the foundation, is knowing self, so knowing that you're driven, and two, knowing that you need help. Yes. Um, So I want to kind of back up a little bit and talk about how do women become driven? Where does that come from? Where does that need to go, 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 accomplish, accomplish, accomplish? I want to know your perspective on it. I, I almost feel like, because this is something I think of often, I almost feel as though it's innate, right? It just it just feels as though it just becomes a natural thing that is taught, especially as African-American women, right? You know, you want to accomplish things. You want to go to school. You want to get the degrees. You want to get the certifications. And it's almost worse as a nurse because we always want the most. And again, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that because I love personal development so much. But the thing is, is that as you continue to strive and you keep going and going and going, it can just become so overwhelming. It could become so overwhelming that you begin to lose the control of what is really important. And there's so many different shifts in that between going and getting degrees and looking for um, promotions and jobs, and then looking to see as far as your wellness, your relationships could be lacking or like your financial wellness could be lacking. Um, And we just always want to keep going and going and going. And I feel like we end up, especially as a mom, feeling guilty a sense of guilt um, for not being around enough because you're putting too much attention, whether it's work or whether it's your business. Um, and it's just taught. It feels like it was taught. I feel like me personally, you know, I've seen my, I've seen my mother growing up in order to put us through school. She worked two jobs. It was the norm, but I also knew that it was the way that I didn't want to live. And she also said that too, if you don't want to do if you don't want to work as much as I'm working, then you're going to, you should go to school. You're going to have to go to school. It was heavily promoted coming from a Caribbean background. They were always like, you're going to school. So it was second nature, you know? So I think that uh, as first generation American beginning to learn, you know, growing up in two different cultures and learning that it is, it is great to strive for the most. Um, but it also it is also great to take care of ourselves and be honest with ourselves first before we, um, you know, step outside of ourselves and try to turn to other people and tell them what they may have that's wrong, that's wrong with them. Um, but to look into that self-awareness and to realize what it is that we're doing wrong and what we're missing. 
Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head because I think we have that in common too. I come from West Indian parents as well. My parents are from Trinidad and they, they came to, you know, the United States and worked their tails off. My mom, I remember her working 16 hour days. Yes. Um, where she was a hard worker, she saved her money. So I did learn that from her investing and saving is so important, but she also stressed education, 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 education. And I'm one of four, first one to go to college and it was just to go. And, you know, I always say this, that I always saw college as my way out, my ticket out, if that makes sense. Um, and then you just keep on going. And something else that resonated with me, what you said is that, we just want more, want more. And, you know, three years ago, almost four years ago, when I had my son, I was saying, oh, well, I'm going to slow down because I'm going to be a mother. Like, I don't want to be a mother, you know, like, I'm going to be like that mom. And then I had him, the pandemic hit, and what do I do? Start a business. Yeah. Like- <laughs> Me, too. Me too. Start a business. But then I, you know, I say that my business is really me being aligned with purpose. Yes. And that's what this pandemic opened up for me is being aligned with purpose and serving the world on my terms. Correct. Um, But again, you have to pause. You have to uh, allow yourself the time and space to hold the mirror up and figure out what is it that you want? What is it that you need and honor self? Yes. Yes, most definitely. So, so, so important. And so what did you tell, you know, moms, nurses, people out there who would just go, go, go? Because the system that you went through, what I heard in there is discipline. (laughs) Talk to us a little bit about that. (laughs) You know, just like you, um, I started my business through quarantine and being furloughed and being a single mom at home and and working for a private business. Um, outpatient surgery center and thinking to myself, what am I going to do? You know? And so I, I, I had this fear that built in me, but then it turned into this drive where I said, you know what, I'm going to figure this out. And then here comes Bellevue Integrated Wellness. Um, So like I said, I've always believed in personal development and getting certifications, doing those types of things. So I took off Right. And I didn't expect for it to take me to where I am today. Um, Establishing this business has opened so many different doors. And when I started taking my coaching class, I took it with the intention of helping others because I felt that it was a natural transition for me because it was something that I had always done anyway. But lo and behold, the biggest lesson was learning about myself. And learning, uh, one of my biggest struggles was procrastination, regardless of how many um, things that I had achieved. Believe it or not, I had put things off where I go, oh, yeah, I'll get to it, I'll get to it, and I would get to it. But I'm sure that I took the scenic route to get to where I needed to be. Um, So I ended up developing so much discipline, uh, beating beating procrastination, like really just uh, not not putting things off any longer. And because of the fact that I got sick and tired of my own ways, I got sick and tired of my own bad habits. And that's what allowed me to just say, you know what, I'm just going to have to figure out a way to get myself on this road. And it took me a while. It took a lot of practice. 
Have you been feeling stressed or overwhelmed in your personal or professional life? You have no idea. I think you should register for the free Stress Solution Series. Secure your spot at www.stresssolutionseries.com. But eventually to get where I am, I am in this position because of the fact that I did learn discipline. I did set a morning routine. I had never had a morning routine. I was the one that was running out the door in the traffic and like, ah, I get to work and you're going, ah, and it was just, it became too much. Um, it was stressful to me and it was stressful to my household. And I realized that I was doing myself a disservice. Um, so discipline, consistency, showing up, you, it's, it, you, and you also realize with that self-awareness, how having those characteristics is one of the most powerful ways of showing yourself love. You owe that to yourself. It's like, it's like it, when you don't do those things and you don't take the time um, to create a schedule, create a routine, have breakfast, work out, take some time to pray, that you don't do those things for yourself. It's like telling your, you're putting yourself last and telling yourself that you don't care. Um, so that, that, so many, so many gems from that. So many gems from that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And one thing that, you know, I would love for you to speak on is, you know, being driven, educated women. And I think it's so funny that, you know, we're both nurses and we both still went and got a life coaching or coaching <laughs> certification. <laughs> we were like, well, you don't need that. because I'm like, no, no, I do. I, I do. Yes. I do. <laughs> It's just something else you need to do, right? But because it feels so good when you walk out of those, you know, those um, those test centers and you pass, you're like, yes, it's almost it's crazy, but it feels yeah. amazing. It's part of the, the driven, being driven, right? It's kind of like just something else to do. But again, because we need to be credentialed, you know what I mean? But um, what would you say to people who, because you know, being driven, educated, and we're on the go, 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 and you know, being disciplined may not be um, who people identify you as. So when you start shifting in life, you have to consider how people perceive you, Correct. right? And sometimes that perception can drive what you do or what you don't do. So what would you tell women who are driven, who are go-getters about um, the perception of others? Because sometimes that can definitely impact um, what you do or you know what you don't do. Most definitely. Um, that's actually, that's an excellent point. Um, because when you do go through uh, personal development and you're going through change, not only is it a shock for yourself, but it is also a shock for others because they're used to you showing up in a certain way. Um, which is why for me, I feel like it always goes back to self. It always goes back to you where you, re you really have to take time to actually build yourself up. And the way to build yourself up in order to be ready to let people get comfortable with how you are now is to really know and understand yourself in a sense of knowing what your strengths are, knowing what your values are. And once you're able to determine those two things, you set a standard for yourself, right? So these are the rules that you're telling yourself. I am not allowing myself to do X, Y, and Z. I will only accept X, Y, and Z. And that is it. And if you, if you create this list of principles, this list of values, and you really, um, you really stand by it, 
it'll be easier for you to show up in that way and people will adjust. They're going to be shocked. They will probably have things to say. You know, they might, you know, throw shade, make a little comment or test you and see like, oh, she's just kidding. Like she's, but it's all about, again, consistency, consistency and repetition. You just keep showing up and not in a sense of being false, but really being true to yourself um, and showing up in that way. And those people will adjust. And those that cannot adjust, then they will just exit. And that's okay, too, because that's just life. You know, sometimes people are there for a reason. Some, uh, oftentimes you hope that they're there forever. Um, but if they're not, then that's okay, because you want the people that are going to pour into you and that are going to be willing to grow with you and vice versa. Absolutely. And I always tell my clients, reintroduce yourself to the people. Hello. Because <laughs> you have to be very comfortable within your skin. Yes. And shift without apologizing. Yes. And now, how about when you shock yourself? I mean, I've gone through changes where I even surprise myself. Like I go, oh my gosh, like I actually have a morning routine, <laughs> you know, and I've, I've, I've been battling with putting things off. I don't do that anymore. It's a shock to your, it's a shock to yourself, you know? So it's good. Just get comfortable with you. Yeah. And I think it's important. You said values. I, I, you know, I'm big on values too. I always say they anchor you. Oh, and yeah. many times people don't even know what their values are because they're not thinking about them. Correct. And I also let people know that you evolve. And, you know, one thing you were saying about, you know, routines and continuing to do it and even like the reintroducing yourself, it's important to be able to communicate Yes. what's happening. So you're, you're on this journey. I'm trying to do this. This is why. And what I was hearing, I didn't hear the word, but our boundaries. You're creating That's boundaries yes. for yourself and others. Correct. So you can really feed yourself what you actually need. For sure. And you know, you treat when you treat yourself well and you're disciplined and you show up for yourself, it shows without you having to say, no, I can't because people will, they will just see it and they will fall in line. They will treat you the same way. They won't continue to ask you to do things that they know that, you know, that you don't have the time for or that you would not normally do. It's a, it's a way of just setting, like you said, boundaries and setting standards for yourself. How you treat yourself is how other people will treat you as well. Absolutely. And I just want to shift a little bit because I think this is really good that, you know, you develop the routine, your discipline, and, you know, your stress is low, right? Because of this and you're helping. It's lower. You know, <laughs> <laughs> lower, right. Yeah. It's never gone, right? <laughs> um, and you're helping driven women, you know, get their life together. And I want to shift it to, you know, how do you show up as a mom? Because we said that, you know, our moms were hardworking, working many hours, which definitely have, I'm going to, I'm going to claim it contributed to who we are today and how we operate. Yeah. So being a mom, like, how do you intentionally instill some of these values into your child? Well, one thing for sure is I definitely show up nicer um, and with more patience. Um, and I feel like I'm 46 now. I wish, you know how they say, I wish I knew then what I know now, if I had basically led my life this way 20 years ago, I mean, I've accomplished a lot. I don't know. I can only imagine how far I would be. 
Um, so knowing this information, of course, as parents, you want to lead your child and you want as best as possible to try to bring them into a direction that you feel will be so beneficial for them and for their life. So I, I don't want my son to, to end up having bad habits, you know, like, but that's inevitable. But to be able to, one, have self-awareness and to be able to know what his strengths are and what his values are and being able to be vocal and being able to set boundaries with people, I feel is what will allow him to set the stage in being able to evolve into the person that he, you know, God created him to be is, is, is one of the major things that I think that um, I really try to talk to him about very, very often and having a routine and not, um, you know, you, you have to be able to enjoy life. You can't control everything, but there are certain things that you can't control, which is yourself and the choices that we make. Um, so being able to instill in him to pick up good habits, like, you know, making your bed, uh, cleaning your room, those types of things that seem so minuscule, um, but really make such a big difference as you as you get older. Yeah, and I think it's important for us to think about that, what we do, what we don't do, what we say, what we don't say, yes. impact the people who are looking up to us, such as our children, like, you know, all of us are trying to get our lives together. But yes. we have to make sure we stop and really uh, pour into these little souls who we yes. brought into the world. Um, and one thing that I'm very passionate about, and I would love to hear your perspective on it, is talking to children about stress. Stress is so high in, you know, adolescents, uh, even toddlers. I would, you know, because parents are stressed, so they feel yeah. that. Um, so really normalizing, talking about stress, whether it's, you know, stress of taking a test, what's going on in school, are, are people being bullied, uh, self-image, self-awareness, are they aware, are they confident, are they lacking something? I would love for you to speak on the importance of helping kids understand and being able to verbalize yeah. stressors in their life. Yeah, and it's so funny that you say that because, again, um, you know, from my upbringing, conversations about stress wasn't common. It just wasn't really spoken of. You know, you just observed and you knew that things just got done, like they just magically got done and so mm -hmm. be it. Um, but there were certain conversations that just weren't had. Um, and so that's one of the things that I try to change in, in, in regards to raising a child, especially now I have a teenager, he's 15 years old. And so I really try to, present dialogue between us and let him know, listen, I know you're not going to tell me everything, but just know that if anything goes on and you feel uncomfortable that you can always come to me and you can talk to me. One. And two is to, especially as a male, especially as an African-American male, being comfortable with how you feel and recognizing how you feel. Is it that you're angry? Is it that you're sad? Is it that you're hungry? You know, there, there, there are words attached to how it is that you feel. It can be challenging, of course, because he's just kind of like, I'm fine. <laughs> you know, he's a teenager, so it's always, I'm fine. But whether or not it will work, you know, it's something that I think we'll see maybe as he continues to get older. But I really always stress and put it out there that, you know, we're going to have dialogue. And even though it might not be going smoothly and I might be uncomfortable having this conversation and you are too, it's okay 
we'll just both be uncomfortable together. But as long as we're able to talk, you know, it's challenging with teenagers because you don't fully know everything. And at this stage, they're very much into their friends. Um, but again, just putting it out there and just giving him that space to know that, listen, there is room for this. There is room for us to talk and that this is, you know, recognize how it is that you feel, the self-awareness about what what you're feeling and what stress feels like to him. I love that. You give him the time and space and let him know you have a space here to yeah. be yourself and, and really explore your emotions. Yeah. And I would love to ask as a black mother to a black teenage uh, boy in America with everything going on with pol police brutality that was, you know, televised. Yeah. How did that conversation go? Well, what were his thoughts on that? That was, that was, um, it, it's, it's very heartbreaking because the first time we had this conversation with him, he was probably about eight years old. Um, and children are innocent, you know, and we said to him, you know, that, you know, you're, you're black and that you might find yourself in a position that we know who you are, you know who you are, but other people, they don't know who you are inside. They'll see your skin color first. And I remember his reaction. He's like, what do you mean? Like the, the innocence of what do you mean? And having to try to explain it to a, a young child, as opposed to really giving it, giving the true answer full force. It was just like, you just, you have to be very careful as he's older, as he's a teenager, the conversation changes where, you know, I tell him you have to be careful who you, when you start driving, who you get in the car with or who gets in your car. And when you get pulled over, you know, what, what, what you should or shouldn't do, just don't do anything. You know, just the other thing is um, letting him know, God forbid, if there's any type of a problem, there'd be no questions asked, just, give the phone call and these are the people like these are the numbers this is who you call um it's it's the reality is the fact that yes african-american child on top of the fact of regular um teenage problems right it's like it's a it's a double whammy it's one of those uh, stressors that i try not to really dwell on we acknowledge it and talk about it and try not to dwell on in order to allow him the space to evolve into the the man that he eventually will become because yeah that's uh that's a tough one yeah my son is is three and you know i just look at him and i don't know how those conversations are going to go but i know that we will have to have a yeah. conversation about him being a black man in america um yeah. and i'm not sure if everyone knows this but african americans in general have higher stress levels than any other race yeah. and you know it's because of the racism it's because of discrimination um in all in sectors all. of our lives yes right? on top so, of everything <laughs> yeah yeah and especially you know work related oh yes stressors dealing with mm -hmm. um not getting promoted or having mm -hmm. a boss or leader who you feel is discriminating against you so um, it, it really is tough. And I think it's important for people to be aware, regardless of your race, that people deal with different things yes. because of things outside of their control, such as color, yes. gender, right? Exactly. So 
So definitely uh, it's important for people to be aware of that. And, yeah. you know, we, we kind of broached on workplace stress. Uh, what are you seeing still being in the clinical realm as an OR nurse? Are you seeing uh, stress levels high or are they kind of like balancing out because COVID was a thing, even though it still is a thing? <laughs> what are you seeing in the hospital? I see, um, well, currently I work for um hospital organization, but it's, um, freestanding outpatient surgery, but still affiliated with the hospital. But um, what I'm seeing is I do see stress. I see people rebounding from what they went through when, um, you know, COVID first appeared and there was quarantine and there was all this chaos going on. Um, I see a lot of very unhappy nurses um, to be honest with you. And the interesting thing is, is that I feel like some recognize their, their stress and unhappiness and some do not. Have you been feeling stressed or overwhelmed in your personal or professional life? You have no idea. I think you should register for the free stress solution series. Secure your spot at www.stresssolutionseries.com. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend. Before you go, I would love to share a free stress management resource with you. Go to stressblueprint.com and download your free copy of the three questions to ask when you are stressed. Until next time, go out and be your best, do your best, and give your best. If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Medicine in America, hosted by Anthony Manson and Todd Harrington, shares the stories of physicians, other healthcare professionals, and industry leaders who are changing the way we deliver care. There's an episode that you should check out called Primary Care Reimagined with Subscription-Based Preventative Care Model. It's an inspiring call for a paradigm shift in primary care. All of their episodes highlight innovative ideas at the forefront of the movement to transform our healthcare system. Check out Medicine in America on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.